0: Hi there, welcome to another Kings Daily and we're focusing on Psalm 69 today. These Psalms that help us to pray and they point us to Jesus. And here in Psalm 69, um, there's a bit of this sort of framework of prayer, or a path of prayer that, that some of the Psalms take us on, on a bit of a journey. And for David here in this Psalm 69, his starting point for prayer isn't praise, it's not thanksgiving, it's, but it's pouring out his heart to God The reality is sometimes, um, because of the things we face in life, the things that we go through in life, um, sometimes our starting point for prayer is just, God help me, God I just need you today, I feel overwhelmed today. And here in Psalm 69 we find just that with David, in verse 1 it starts off, save me God for the waters have threatened my life, I've sunk in deep mire and there is no foothold. I've come into deep waters and a flood overflows me. There's a deep mire, deep waters. Things are getting above him. He feels like he's sinking. He doesn't see a way through. He's feeling overwhelmed. I'm weary with my crying. My throat is parched. My eyes fail. Um, look at that. The, the reality he's, he's expressing to God there. That, that this is the reality of his situation. Weeping, crying, crying out to God. Throat's parched from it those who hate me are without cause. He talks about enemies that are more powerful than him, this sense of feeling overwhelmed, power that's greater than himself, pressing in. Um, Again, this this starting point, the first step for David in his prayer here is kind of like lament, a passionate expression of grief and sorrow. Sometimes our praying is like that, and it's not wrong necessarily to start our prayers that way, it's just reality, this is how I feel. But we don't stop there. David goes on a bit of a journey here. In, in verse 13, we, this, this, we find this lament. It starts to turn to trust. And actually, even with, with Jesus, we kind of see this journey where Jesus is in Gethsemane in the garden there. And he, he, he's crying out to God. In fact, before that, he said to his disciples, he says, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow. I'm deeply grieved. And then as Jesus prays, he prays, Lord, take this cup from me. But he doesn't stop there. It, it turns to trust, but not my will be done, but yours be done. We see this kind of journey of prayer with Jesus, this path of prayer. Take this cup from me. I'm feeling overwhelmed, I'm deeply grieved, but not my will, but yours be done. And David here, verse 13, but as for me, my prayer is to you. This is the turning point in the psalm, is turning to God in prayer and putting his trust in who God is and what God will do and what God has done. Verse 13, he says, "O God, in the greatness of your loving kindness.'" His appeal for help from God isn't based upon his own performance, not his own abilities, not his own um, clever ways of kind of getting out of the situation that he's in. Verse 16, he says, "'Answer me according to your loving kindness "'and your great compassion.'" He throws himself on who God is and ultimately we see that in Christ, we see the loving kindness of God, we see the compassion of God, we see the mercy of God in Christ and we throw ourselves on him, on who he is. Uh, we put our weight on him, we don't um, try and find our way when we feel like we're sinking, we don't try and get out of it ourselves. But as for me, my prayer is for you, to you. Um, one of my favourite parables Jesus tells is about the two guys who go up to pray and one of them is full of I guess sort of self-righteousness and his confidence before God is based in himself. And as he, as he starts to say, oh, I do all loads of good things and I keep the law and I follow God's ways and I'm not like that guy over there. And the other guy kind of comes in knowing that he's failed, knowing that he's weak, knowing that he needs forgiveness. And he simply prays to God, have mercy on me, a sinner. And Jesus says, which one went away um, justified, made right before God, do you think? The one who tried to justify themselves or the one who cries out for God for mercy, cries out to God for help. Yeah, it's him. He goes away, made right before God. And so for us, as we turn to God in trusting him, it's trusting what God is like. Let that be our starting point. But as for me, I trust in you, Lord, in your loving kindness. This is what you're like. Uh, And that makes all the difference to the way that we approach our day. It makes all the difference to the way that we, we pray even and how we view God. God is full of loving kindness and mercy and grace. So we trust what God is like. And we trust what God has done and what God will do as well. And verse 13 goes on, answer me with your saving truth. Well, what is the saving truth of God? Ultimately, we see that in Jesus. We see it in the cross. And in verse 21, actually, it sort of points towards the cross there where it talks about uh, there was no one to sympathize. There was no one to comfort. And um, It says, they gave me gall for my food and for my thirst they gave me vinegar to drink. Again, if you know the story of the crucifixion of Jesus, it talks about him being offered um, uh, this vinegar to drink, this gall to drink on the cross. And um, it points us there to the cross of Christ where Jesus defeats the greatest enemies, where although he had no one to sympathize with him, no one to comfort him on the cross, now through his death on the cross, defeating Satan's sin and death, we get the greatest comfort ever. We great, the, the high priest who sympathizes with our weaknesses. Um, this is what Jesus is like. And allow these Psalms to point us to Jesus. Allow them to point us to, to throwing ourselves on Him, to leaning into Him, to trusting in Him. No matter how overwhelmed we might feel with the situations that we might be facing, we trust in Him. But as for me, my prayer is to you. Allow lament and our pouring out of our hearts to turn to an expression of trust in who Jesus is and what he's done for us. And then it ends though with praise and thanksgiving. Verse 30 goes, magnify him with thanksgiving. This gratitude starts to build up in his heart at who God is, at what he's done. Thank you, Lord, for who you are. Thank you, God, for what you've done. Thank you for who you've revealed yourself to be. Thank you, Jesus, what you did for me. Thank you, you, went through the cross for me we allow thanksgiving to start to well up in our hearts even when our starting point might be save me god i feel overwhelmed but i trust in you and i'm thanking you and david starts to praise god Magnify him with thanksgiving with the magnifying glass it's not that the thing it's the object becomes any bigger but to magnify something means that it becomes um, our, our view of it is clearer and bigger if you like, our perception is clearer and I think as we start to pray in this way, our, um, David's perspective changes, it's not necessarily like the situation even changes but David's perspective changes and his, his, his maybe focus is shifted from the situation and feeling overwhelmed and the enemies, enemies pressing in his focus is shifted to God and what God is like, what God has done and what God will do. He's no longer overwhelmed with the size of the problem, but maybe he's more overwhelmed with the, uh, the scale of who, who God is. And uh, our prayer to, my prayer today really is, is, is that each one of us would, would know that knowledge of God increasing, the awareness of who God is and what God is like would be greater in our lives than anything else that we might be facing And that we might feel overwhelmed with. I pray that would be true for you and for me today. It's good to be with you. Take care.